Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined with my favorite ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Hello, hello. And today is a Listener's Encounters episode, so we will be reading your guys' stories that you've sent over to us. If you are new here, hello and welcome. You can find us on all of the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that great stuff. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls, and we have a fantastic Facebook group that you can come and hang out with us in. We are doing watch parties. Going into May, we are going to be doing two this coming month. Come watch some spooky things, some forensic files, whatever we end up choosing with us on a Friday night, since we're all kind of, you know, hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. And that's Three Spook Girls Official. And if you would like to have your story featured here on the show, like the ones we are about to read, you can either send them over to the like page on Facebook. Or you can email them to us, and our email is always in the show notes for you guys, but that is threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And if you would also like to support the show, you can head over to our Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash threespookedgirls, or there's a handy link tree that's in the show notes as well. That takes you to everything involving us, our Patreon, our website, our merch all the things. So whichever way you want to get there. But for as little as a dollar, you get bonus content each month. We drop a bonus episode, which we'll be dropping here in a few days. Uh, It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So patrons buckle in for that one. Two and Up patrons get two extra bonus episodes a month. They get Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews. And Five and Up, they get live streams each month from us and other video content when available. So if you'd like to support the show and have extra content, you can check that out there. But yeah, that's really all we got. So I think we're just going to dive right on into the stories tonight. So Jessica, go ahead and kick us off. Okay, I will. This story comes from our wonderful listener, Aaron, who has supplied us with a few stories now. Mm-hmm. And this is another story about the Crescent Hotel, which we did an episode on. Mm-hmm. So let's get down to it. When I was 13 or 14, my mom and I decided to go down to the hotel and do a ghost tour and stay the night. We went down to the basement on this tour with a group of people. There was a mom and a daughter. She was maybe five. Too young for this shit, but whatever. Yeah, when I saw five, I was like, um, that's progressive. <laughs> yeah, because that's a that's a scary place. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like I was afraid of Edward Scissorhands when I was five. <laughs> right. An actual ghost tour would have like murdered me. <laughs> okay. 
So there was a mom and a daughter who were fairly close to my mom and I. The investigators turned off the lights and conducted a quick investigation. I was wearing a little sundress since it was summer. As soon as the lights went out, I felt a tugging at my dress. I started getting upset because I thought the little girl was pulling on my dress. When I went to smack her hand away, oh, Erin, she's fine. (laughs) (laughs) When I went to smack her hand away, I didn't feel anything. Oh, I got creepy. But it kept pulling. So when the lights went back on, I told the mom that she should watch her daughter a little more. She insisted that as soon as the lights went out, she picked up her daughter and held her the whole time. Of course, I felt like an asshole, but I was also really upset because I knew that nothing living pulled on my dress. I put it out of my mind and tried to go to sleep once we got back to our room. My bed was right across the door from the bathroom. I couldn't shake this feeling that I was being watched from the bathroom. Right as I decided to sit up, the light switch in the bathroom began flipping up and down, turning the light on and off. The light switch was old and heavy, so it wasn't easily flickered. I got up and watched the light switch go up and down. Then I curled up in bed with my mom after that. I mean. Yuck. No. For realsies. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about a lot of stuff when we did that episode last fall. So. That's a lot of energy right there. Right. Okay, well, my first story of the evening is from Lindsay. So when I was 15, we lived in this double block. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's one big house split into two houses. It was this older house with these really old metal doorknobs with skeleton keyholes. So the attic would give me the creeps big time. I never went up there. I can't even tell you if I've ever been up there. I can remember what the whole house looked like, even the basement, but not the attic. Spook spook is in parentheses. (laughs) So I was always a night owl, always up late drawing, writing, or listening to music, or on the phone like every other 15-year-old girl. So one night, I'm in my room minding my own damn business, and all of a sudden, my doorknob starts to wiggle as if someone was on the other side trying to come in, except nobody comes in. It stops as soon as it starts, but me being a dumbass kid, I say, hello, and open the effing door. Like I said, dumbass. Nobody is there. It's completely empty, pitch black hallway. I don't stop there, though. Even bigger dumbass, I walk into my parents' room thinking my dad's messing around, only to find them sound asleep in their bed. The room was right next to mine, so there is no way that either of them could have ran that quick, and my younger sibling's room was even further than that, so it wouldn't have been them. This started happening more and more frequently, and I would tell my parents, but they wouldn't listen, and just shrugged it off. But I told a couple of my friends and they were like, okay, sure, let's do a sleepover. So one of my friends came over expecting not to witness anything, but sure enough, 1 a.m., something wiggles my doorknob. Well, she freaked and never came over again, lol. (laughs) Sorry. I fucking wouldn't either. I'd be like, you can come to my house. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, uh, she's like, hey, I'm having a sleepover party. No, my mom said no. (laughs) You didn't even ask. My mom said no. (laughs) Uh, Then my other friend came over and we were hanging out and the doorknob wiggles. She whips the door open fast to catch who's doing it and nothing. Nobody. Nobody is effing there. Then we hear it. The sound of some kind of noise from downstairs. And this bitch wants to go see. I'm like, look, this is the most activity I have gotten. It wiggles my door and leaves me alone. I don't want to go find out what else it does after. 
<laughs> I mean, same. It's making popcorn. <laughs> That's what kind of ghost you would be, definitely. <laughs> I'm just making a snack, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, what? What do you want? <laughs> but we end up going anyways. So we lock arms and we make our way through the hallway and turn at the steps. Going down, we realize it's coming from the kitchen. Sounds like somebody is... <laughs> Sorry. It's Jessica. <laughs> it's me. I'm making a snack. <laughs> It's just me making a snack. (laughs) I really want to come back as a ghost now and just haunt people's kitchens. Not because I want to eat, but because I think it would be really funny to like make like a snack and leave it. Just like leave it on the table. And then people be like, did I make this? Because like I do sleepwalk. And one of the things that I have been known to do while I sleepwalk is eat. Oh, not eat. Make food because let's face it, I eat my feelings. So when I sleepwalk, it's because I'm super stressed and I don't actually eat when I'm sleeping. I just make food. And my older brother used to love this in high school because he would hear me and he'd come downstairs. I'd make him like a sandwich. Oh. And he would just let me. Sleeping Jessica's so thoughtful. (laughs) I'm not. I'm just sleeping. And I don't (laughs) eat the food I make. So he just wait till I put it on the counter. Right. And be like, mine. Swipe. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds like someone is in there like cooking or something. So I think, okay, that's definitely going to be my mom or dad. Ugh, I can't. Guys, I don't know how I didn't send this story first. It's so scary that I blocked it out. LOL. Oh, God, I'm scared to read the rest of this. So we make it downstairs and what sounds like someone in the kitchen doing what normal people do, except none of the lights are on, but we keep going. In parentheses, she put dumbasses. I mean, it happens. I mean, you're just, I don't know, curious, in denial. It's fine. (laughs) I think it's because there's more than one of you. True. I feel like it's that like whole safety and numbers thing. That's why you don't see like ghost hunters who just go on their own. Mm, True. Because I think it's like, oh, we're linked arm in arm. We can take the ghosts. Mm -hmm. I get that. Hashtag girl power. Hashtag girl power. We turn the light on in the kitchen and there's nobody there, but the water is running. The sink in the house was in the little pantry area with saloon style doors. So we tiptoe through the kitchen, still arm in arm and swing the doors open and see just the water running. I hit that faucet so hard to turn off that water and ran my ass back up to my room and I stayed my ass there until the morning. What happened to her friend? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. I was like, it's the next sentence. (laughs) (laughs) My friend lost her shit. She never came back to my house again and told the whole school about it. And she still reminds me about it from time to time. I never had something like that happen again, but I also wasn't trying to ghost hunt either. I'm okay. Thank you very much. There's a bunch of things that happened while I lived in that house, but although spooky, it never felt like anything was trying to hurt us, so I survived, but definitely a story I'll always remember. P.S. Don't move into old houses. Thanks for reading. Stay spooky. Lindsay. Man, I just was looking at a house that was built in 1928, and now I'm like, should I? Live your best life. Buy that 1920s house. But before I hand it back over to Jessica for the next story, we are going to take a quick break to give a shout out to our newest patrons and also hear a quick message from this episode's sponsor. So we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to our newest Spookster Club members. We want to say thank you to Tammy, Siobhan, Megan, Ashley, Brian, Lindy, Sarah, Dana, Olivia, Kitty, Sheena, 
Nikki, Carmen, and also we want to say thank you to the following Spookster Club members who increased their donations this month as well. We want to say thank you to Kelly, Amy, and Joanna. Thank you guys so much for donating to the podcast. It really means a lot to us, and we are so blown away to have you guys here in the Spookster Club. We love you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow. Like, as Tara's reading that off, my mind is completely blown. Thank you so much for supporting us and our show. We love you guys. This episode of Three Spooked Girls is brought to you by Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a puzzle game that you can play right on your phone. And it's really cool because you can go through all the levels solving these challenging puzzles that actually engage your brain. And because I'm spending a lot of time at home while practicing social distancing, I get to enjoy this casual game that anyone can play, even a non-gamer like me. Right? And update, I beat Matt at our little challenge that we set the last time we were talking about this. I got to level 52 and I'm ready to crush him in our next one. Well, I am now up to level 47. Nice. There you go. It's great that the game is also visually stimulating with its bright colors and cute characters. And Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. All right, so I am going to hand it over to Jessica now. She is going to bring us our next story. So this next one is from James. James has sent us a story before, and this is actually a follow-up from then. Mm -hmm. You may remember the story that I told previously about the haunting at my uncle's house. I don't know what episode that is. Okay, so I think this was two months ago because I think his story was in one where like, wow, it's all dude's story. (laughs) That's all I remember. Oh, yeah. It's the dude (laughs) episode. February or January-ish. So look for Haunted Basement in the show notes. That'll get you to his story for sure. Got it. So, yeah, definitely listen to it if you haven't listened or if you want to, you know, brush back up on the story. So, yeah. Well, I have an interesting follow-up. My uncle came to visit and I mentioned the experience I had. And he was surprised that as he didn't recall me ever telling him. It turns out other things happened at the house. One day, my aunt was painting the hall and my uncle was in the bedroom. She told him to stop messing around. As he was far away, he simply carried on tidying up. My aunt again told him to stop messing around. My uncle stepped out and asked her what was going on as he was doing nothing to disturb her. Turns out someone kept tugging at the back of her shirt. Oh, that would be scary. Yeah. Oh, God. Like the moment you realize that it's not your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Panic. (laughs) Right. It couldn't have been my uncle as he was too far away. And there were only them in the house. What room was she nearest? The one the photograph was found in. Oh, no. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Things were quiet with no issues until a couple of family friends stayed over. The door to the living room once more latched and unlatched, opening and closing itself. Mm -mm, No. Stop it. At least they latched it back. I guess, but still, no. Get out. Get out. Get out. Right. When their friends left, my uncle wanted to have some fun. He played with the latch, shaking it, saying, come on, ghosties. Nothing happened. He crossed the room and sat down, at which point the door opened and closed itself. (laughs) Hope you... (laughs) Hope you like this follow-up. All the best. Thanks, James. Oh, my God, your uncle. (laughs) 
He's like, come on, ghosties. And the ghost is like, mm, just get comfy. It's like a sassy ghost. He's just like, mm-hmm, I'm going to wait till you feel all nice and secure. And then bam. Right. Oh, gosh. Sassy ghosts are favorite kind. <laughs> all right. So I have our last story for the episode. It comes from Jordan. Yeah. Jordan writes, I'm a new listener as of late January, and I have been figuring out how to word my experiences. I have multiple from remembering almost being kidnapped twice, which I can definitely go into later, but it's memories from when I was about in third or fourth grade. Also, I replied to Jordan. I was like, what? Excuse me? Please send this. I need to know this right now. (laughs) Jordan, you cannot lead with... Uh, I was almost kidnapped twice. And in my panic, I was like, um, kidnapped? What? And then they were like, no, no, no. I said almost kidnapped. I'm like, I need to know. I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, I need this info, like, right now. Right. Okay. So, ghost experiences within my own home, my grandparents' house, and my friends' houses. So, Jordan's has all kinds of stories, apparently. We would love to hear them. Okay, so this time I will tell you two ghost experiences. One is at a friend's house, and the other one is the only one I have ever experienced at my grandma's house, and I have never slept in the dark there ever again. So my sister and I were staying over at our friend's house, probably about 14 and 16 years old. We were doing pretty normal things throughout the day, but then at night we decided we wanted to play with the one thing you guys hate, a Ouija board. Yes, I fucking hate that board now, and I will never participate with one ever again. Good. You should not. Good, Jordan. (laughs) Good. We decided to play with our three friends and the father of the friend's house we were staying at. We put up a circle of candles in their driveway and sat down on the ground in the middle of this circle. Looking back, terrible fucking idea. We did the normal silly questions, laughing and trying to figure out if the dad was one moving the piece. For some reason, my friend decided to ask if her sister was a witch. It said yes. She then asked if her mom was a witch. Yes, again. We then asked who we were talking to, and the board just kept spelling out R-A-Z-A-Z-A-Z-A-Z. My friend asked the board again if her mother was a witch, and the piece flew off the board, and in one swift breeze, all of the candles blew out. Mind you, this was in the middle of the summer with little to no breeze at night. My AC just kicked on, and so, like, I felt a breeze, and I was like, damn, no! (laughs) Tara, you conjured it! (laughs) Make it go away! (laughs) Oh, God. Every one of us ran into the house screaming. To me, that experience was enough and makes me wish I listened to my mother when she told us never to touch one. Your mama's smart. Right? She might be a witch, but she's smart. (laughs) True. The next story takes place in my grandparents' house. It was maybe a year or so after my grandpa passed away, so I was probably about 11 and my sister and I were staying the night. We each have our own rooms there. Hers is at the front of the house and mine is connected to my grandparents so my grandma could walk through my room when she goes to bed. I was sleeping, barely remembering my grandma coming to check in on me and tuck me in like she does every night on her way to bed. On a nightstand next to me was a touch lamp, which I always left on when I went to bed because of how old the house is. It always gave me the creeps, but never had anything happen. On my grandma's way to bed, she always turned it off. I was awakened in the middle of the night. That I remember. It was about 3 a.m., by my name being said by a male voice. I can remember barely hearing Jordan, to which I replied as sleepy, hmm? Then it said, Jordan, except louder. At that point, I was wide awake. I knew there was no male in the house at that moment, and I was terrified. 
The only thing I could think to do was to get up and run. Yes, we have all seen the horror movies where this is a terrible idea. To my sister's room where I shook her awake and told her what had happened. We couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. We stayed up until we heard my grandma get up at about 8 and tried to tell her what happened. Of course, she kind of laughed it off. My parents came to pick us up and I told my dad about it. My mom is definitely the one who believes in ghosts while my dad is more skeptic. To which he responded, Why would you run through a house if you heard your name being called? I obviously didn't know how to respond because clearly he was right. I couldn't imagine what I would have seen if I would have stayed in there. From that night on, I never let my grandma turn the light off when I stayed over. Sorry for the length of these, but I hope you guys enjoy them and let me know if you would like more. Love you guys and I'm glad I stumbled upon this podcast. Jordan. Yes, send more. (laughs) Yes. Jeez. The next thing you need to send is how you almost got kidnapped twice. Yes, we need to hear that. I'm over here like, I get how someone might almost get kidnapped once. But two times? But two times? The worst luck ever. Ugh. I have so many questions. Like, same spot, same person. Are you just very trusting of strangers? Right? We got questions. Jordan, we need to know. We need to know. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap this Listener's Encounters episode up. Again, if you would like to share your stories, whether they be paranormal or a personal slash hometown-ish true crime story, you can email that to us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com or send it to any of our socials, preferably the Facebook-like page, so we can transfer that to our uh, drive so we can read it. We always love getting your guys' stories and reading them. Now, I believe we have finished our back stockpile of stories. So if you guys have been sitting on stories, which I know a couple of you in the Facebook group have said you are, send them in, send them in. So we have some good ones to read next month. We definitely are looking forward to it. But we are going to go ahead and sign off and we will catch you on Thursday for this week's Stabby. Bye, guys. Toodles, McNoodles. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.